Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I am playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. Uh, welcome back to City on the Hill Gaming. I am your Game Master, Ryan. And we are back with some more 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons with Peter, Jenny, William, and Ben. No Daniel or Grant uh, for this recording. So the next two sessions, I guess you guys will hear, both had some real-life stuff they needed to deal with. And so uh, they will be back hopefully next time. And uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off. You guys had just uh, very recently arrived in the town of Meissen as the Duchess Kaya had asked you to go meet a friend of hers named Brennar, who is a merchant in that town. He runs a business called The Harvest, uh, which is sort of an import-export, largely in plants and materials, herbs, stuff like that, that are rare and hard to find. Uh, she thought he might be a good connection for you guys in the area as you try and do some things to figure out uh, your interactions with the leader of the orcs, the hawk. Uh, so you guys are there, and Brunar has just kind of ushered you guys upstairs, as upstairs is a safer place to talk. Right, all right, good. Um, so let's go. Uh, is going to go pick up dinner for more people, and we're going to have a nice discussion, I hope. Uh, so you guys are upstairs. You hear downstairs Saley, who is uh, one of his employees, she's an Aarakocra, open the door, and you hear, oh, uh, yeah, come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. Oh, um... Upstairs, at the top of the stairs, they're up there. And then she steps out and closes the door. And a small uh, teenage uh, elven girl comes up the stairs. Um, I'm I'm looking for someone named Trather. Oh, uh, you 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 look like him. I recognize the crest. So she runs over to Trather. Um, your your uh, mother's court sent me. And she hands him a note, whispers something to him. He reads it, uh, looks somewhat concerned, um, and found. She says, "You'll you'll need a guide too, uh, if you know someone who knows the area well." And he looks around, looks at Vatten, uh, motions to him, shows him the note, and the two of them follow the young lady and leave. He mentions something to you about a matter he needs to attend to very quickly, is of some importance, and they go back outside and leave the building. Uh, and right. Saley has now gone to pick up groceries uh, at the market. Uh, so Brynar kind of looks at a lot of you. Okay, well that was most interesting. Um, we'll explain things to them later. So Kaya sent you. Okay, I'm going to be honest. If she has questions about the hawk, that's complicated. I do business with the hawk and her people. Uh, we deliver goods to them occasionally. And I don't mind trying to help you get on the inside... But she's going to have a lot of questions, and her men are definitely going to have a lot of questions if I showed up with more than Bastion and Saley. So uh, we're going to have to work some stuff out. My suggestion, it's uh, it's harvest time, and we need 
some extra help around the store, to be honest. You guys can stay here. If you can help us out, it'll kind of make it look more like you guys are new employees, and we can just kind of work on it from there. I'd like to take a quick look around the room. Is there anything that's looking like broken or worn out or anything? You think it's a relatively, like everything's in relatively good shape? So you guys are kind of in a big foyer at the top of the stairs okay. uh, where there's a big table and looks like it's set for, you know, dinner. And then there are two rooms on the side and they both have large closed doors. One of the doors actually looks like it's not great. It's kind of falling off. Um, like parts of it are kind of crumbling a little bit. Like it looks like it's something went wrong at some point. Okay. I'll just walk over to the door and cast mending on it. Okay. And just kind of smile at him and be like, yeah, even make ourselves useful. <laughs> hmm. Think we're going to like a lot of you. I think you'll do just fine. Um, so Bastion, who is uh, the Warforge that works for him, is sitting at the other end of the table. I'm going to be quite honest. I have my reservations. This is six new people. No one in town knows. It's going to take some work. I, I need to be sure before we get into this, because I frankly don't mind that a lot of you are up for it. It's going to be difficult. She is not an easily convinced person, nor is she particularly trusting. That's fair. This kind of back and forth goes on for a little bit, and uh, Brennard tells you about the town, just kind of what's in the area. Uh, he explains some of the the shipping and, and goods they gather. I mean, obviously, you guys have seen sort of the plants downstairs, like the one Jenny, uh, like the one John purchased. Yeah. Um, so that's largely what we deal in. Um, things that are rather unique, difficult to find or dangerous and complicated to find, as the case may be. It's actually rather good you're here. Um, and you hear kind of, as he says that, you hear kind of the door uh, downstairs burst open. I'm back with dinner. This stuff's <laughs> heavy. Um, you see Saley kind of fly up the stairs. She's got a bunch of different stuff. There's a couple of, you know, whole sides of meat and and a lot of vegetables, and a lot of fruit, and a lot of stuff, and she kind of throws it, and it all lands very neatly on the table somehow. Don't ask a lot of questions, it's fine. Oh, nope. No, we're good. We made new friends. How are you guys? How's everyone doing? All right. So you lot are working with the Duchess. Okay. She seems like a nice lady. I assume if she trusts you, we should. But I'm keeping my eyes on you. And she says it really menacingly, and then she laughs. I'm sure it'll be fine. Actually, Bastion, you know, I know you have to go gather the special plant. What was it? The, the, and he looks at it. That's mostly me stalling because I can't find the name of my notes. Where did I put it? There it is. Child, it's called Cyanthin Root. And yes, I will need assistance with that. I suppose we no longer have to hire outside help for that. That'll be good. Peter, you know that name. Cyanthin right. Root is often used in forging. Oh, it's sort of sort of for uh, for tempering and uh, coloring of things. It is very rare, and you know it only really grows one or two places, like large caves near the forge. Interesting. It seems we have gotten into this conversation very quickly. Uh, it would be best if we introduced ourselves. I I assume. Uh, my name is Bastion. This is Saley. You have already met uh, Brennar. Um, I'm afraid Our we trip? are actually. Perfect. Uh, at something of a disadvantage, as we don't know the lot of you. Uh, Bertrand, it is a pleasure. Um, Hi. I'm John. Ah, the one who knows many things about plants. Most interesting, most interesting. Very good. Uh, the two that just left, who were they? 
Uh, that were... was Trather and uh, Vatten. Ah, very good. I assume they will be back uh, sometime relatively soon. Uh, and, oh, uh, so. Eric Coker, yeah. who, who are you, sir? I am Orr. Pleasure. And I'm Shim. Nice to meet you. The pleasure is mine, Shim. Most curious name. I like it. Uh, well, very well, very good. Tomorrow, I will be heading towards the forge. It is a several-day journey to retrieve a special route. I will require assistance. Are the four of you available? Yeah, we should be. I suppose we are, yes. And uh, Saley is sitting across the table, and she's kind of passed the food all out, and you guys are eating. Uh, and, and when you get back, uh, or before you go, if you want to come with me instead, because we're going to have a lot more fun than, than he is, um, we we kind of have an issue in some of our some of our grounds to the west where we do a lot of gathering. A lot of really large beasts have moved in and started grazing on our gathering land. And we don't know where they came from or why they're there, but they're a lot bigger than most of our men. So okay. we need them moved. But by grazing, you mean herbivores, not carnivores. Sure, but like, okay. like twice the size of Bastion herbivores. So... Small blessings. Small blessings. We take what we can get. <laughs> They're quite large creatures. Very, very interesting. Rather docile for the most part, but they do. They are prone to stampede. Hmm. Uh, everyone makes me uh, nature or survival checks. She kind of describes them. Sort of big, long, uh, grayish colored beasts. They have tusks. Um, roll those sweet, sweet dice. Uh, nature, survival... History. That's a five. That is a five. And a nine. All right. William, there we go. Six. All right, cool. That's a six. <laughs> uh, William's only read two books on them, but he is familiar uh, with what are known as Maranthal beasts. Um, they are relatively docile, uh, but they are difficult to herd. I will need to go deal with those creatures at some point in the future. Um, I'm, I'm glad you guys are, are somewhat familiar with the the Maranthal Beast. They are curious. Um, but uh, we do have some, some time before we have to continue with the gathering in that area. Um, okay, so, so basically you guys have some choices. Um, Brynar also speaks up. At some point, um, I'm going to need you guys to get in good with some of the locals. Just, you know, go out, meet some people, establish yourselves in the town, make it look like you're, you know, supposed to be here and not a group of six adventurers who wandered in with no good in their mind. Um, that's not you guys at all, I'm sure. It'll be fine. Uh, so so we'll, we'll, we'll work that out. Like, I've got all kinds of good in my mind. Just let me out into the city and I'll start sharing it with people. <laughs> Is there a certain type of music that everyone here likes? Because I can go out and entertain the crowds. As he long looks as I don't... you a little confused for a second. Oh. Um... Or just find a local inn and play there. That'd probably be even less suspicious. And I'm sure we can figure something out with that. That's an excellent suggestion, uh, Shim. We'll 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 look into that. I I know a, a tavern owner uh, oh, nearby, a good good dwarven good dwarven lad that uh, I'm sure we could work something out with. Uh, okay, so you guys kind of this kind of continues on for you know another hour or two. Everybody eats conversation kind of settles into just kind of talking about you know the different things you guys have done recently um they're really intrigued by the giant wasps and very confused by your orc friends um 
from the giant hollow tree. Bernard looks at you. Right. So, uh, those two rooms, a couple different beds in each one. Have at it. You can stay there as long as you're here in town. And we'll, uh, you can use the chests that are in there to put your gear in if you need to. And we'll, uh, we'll figure out some new things tomorrow. All right. May you rest well. Uh, instead of going straight to bed, um, once the, the city is relatively quiet, Bertrand is going to grab just like a regular hooded cloak like you would use for warmth that he has. Okay. Um, but it'll hide his face a little bit, and he's going to get directions to the poorest neighborhood in the city. Okay. And he's just going to walk through it using mending on whatever catches his eye that's broken. Uh, and then he's going to go home. He sends you to a particular part of town um, that is not in the best shape. It's older, and it looks like it's one that kind of typically doesn't really get repaired. Uh, people Perfect. Can just kind of leave it as it is. And you kind of make your way through... Uh, people look very confused as to who you are, why you're there, and then they realize what you're doing. Um, and some of them just kind of back off and leave you alone. And you do get hugs from several small children, um, several pats on the head from uh, older folk. And uh, people just actually seem very appreciative. Um, uh, one uh, dwarf kind of walks out of a building, turns the corner, and, and sees you kind of fixing a signpost or something. Hi. Who are you a lot? Hello. Uh, Bertrand. Huh. New here in town. Pleasure. Hey. Reach out, shake his hand. You recognize him. Oh? Wait. Bertrand. <laughs> How are you, lad? Uh, you know him. Uh, his name is Dragnom. Uh, you probably haven't seen each other in several decades, but you knew each other when you were sort of young adult dwarves. I don't know what mid-twenties is in dwarf. Um... Probably like 60. There you go. Roughly that. Late late 50s, early 60s yeah. uh, in, in dwarf years. Uh, you guys worked in a uh, similar area near near a forge. Oh, oh okay. Uh, huh. Look at you. Look at the... Give him a big right. old smile and kind of clap him on the shoulder with my free hand. What are you doing in Meissen? Uh, passing through. Figured I'd... Uh, had some time to kill, so I figured I'd... See what could be fixed around here. Help some people out. Aye. <laughs> Your father's work is always. He would be Aye. proud, boy. Give him uh, another kind of little bit more uh, um, humble smile, I guess. <laughs> so You do good work yet, lad. Thank you. Yahweh bless you. We, uh, well, we need it around here. I can see that. Uh, I only have a little bit of time before I need to get back and be getting to sleep, but do you know of anything that's particularly in need of repair around here? I think for now uh, you've really fixed the the biggest part of it, but uh, if you need to talk at some point, come by my restaurant. A uh, couple streets over, he, he points you in a direction, you see a big, big Dwarven-style restaurant sign. Um, do you serve breakfast? I might be by with some friends. Sure, I can make something up for you. I appreciate it. The, the sign just says meat on it. <laughs> of course it does. Um, Dwarves are, are very functional. Hardy lot. Um, Get your protein here. <laughs> I will uh, see you in the morning then, lot. Sounds good. You just kind of he patch on the side of head. It's, it's good to see you, boy. Good to see you, too. Uh, and he heads All off right. back that direction, and you can keep, keep a fixing if you wish. 
Or if you want to head yeah. back to the the other, that's fine too. I'll head back to the inn. If I pass anything that's like obviously busted along the way, I'll just kind of, I mean, Bertrand kind of does this anyways. If he's sure. walking down the street and he sees like broken paving stones or something, he's liable to just like bend down and cast mending on it and just keep walking. Sure. And, and that's sort of what you're seeing. You're seeing just kind of signs hanging off one chain, you know, stuff like that. Broken, yeah. broken pieces of wood, carts with one wheel that's all messed up. Yeah, he Bertrand just kind of has this tendency to like leave a trail of fixed things wherever he goes. Like it's like the opposite of the Tasmanian devil. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He just or that kind of one scene in Space Jam. And stuff that looks like it's brand new all of a sudden. It's very strange. It's that uh the one scene in Space Jam where they're trying to clean up the, the gym and they use Taz's destruction to clean. Lemony <laughs> fresh. Love that movie. Uh, probably far more than I should. Um, yeah, money fresh. <laughs> fresh. Okay, uh, so you guys, uh, kind of, you have these two big rooms. There are chests for you to store your belongings in. Uh, if you have anything you want to leave and not kind of take with you as you come and go, there are a couple of tables. There's actually a connecting door between the two rooms, and you guys can kind of split yourself up between them as you need. There are plenty of beds. Uh, there are probably seven or eight, uh, a couple of bunk beds, a couple of not. And... You guys yeah, can settle in and kind of pass the night as you do. When you come back, Peter, uh, you notice Brynar and uh, Brynar and Saley have already kind of seemed to gone to their areas, and Bastion is up tending to his last couple of plants sort of on the base level of the uh, the store. Okay. I'll wave to him as I head to bed, just looking very contented and, you know, just kind of at peace at this point. So He smiles and nods. And you see the um, the little bird that's usually on his shoulder has kind of taken to one of the branches and is nesting. Aww. It kind of <laughs> seems to follow him around. Um, okay, so you guys spend the night uh, upstairs at the harvest. And in the morning, it is now the morning, uh, Saley comes up and wakes you guys. Good. Uh, breakfast will be ready soon if you guys want to eat here or whatever works uh -huh. for you guys. I've got um a friend who has a restaurant in town. Would you like to join me? I'll look around at the others. Ooh. John John here's restaurant and is immediately up up for food. <laughs> John right. John does enjoy the eating. Yes. Um she looks at you. Ooh, wait, who do you know? Dragnom. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've been there before. It's good. Yeah, uh, I've sure. known him since I was a boy, actually. Oh. So I didn't even realized he was in town, but I, I figured, you know, let's not waste the opportunity. Brynar actually loves that place, so that'll uh, that'll work good. That'll work nicely. He was a good cook when I knew him, so I can't wait to see what he's done with an additional 20 years of experience. He, uh, he has a wide selection of things. We actually supply some of the stuff for the restaurant. So that'll uh, hmm. that'll be good. We'll go there. Uh, so you yeah, guys kind of all right. gather up, everybody gets ready, and you leave, and as you're heading, uh, you actually pass... Peter, you actually see somebody pulling one of the carts you fixed the night before and he's talking to the guy walking next to him yeah i don't know the wheel was broken yesterday but uh yeah how about that yeah, nice <laughs> Never know what will, will smile kind of like what would be a mischievous smile if it wasn't a good deed not sure. even look in that direction and just keep walking <laughs> it's the oddest thing huh. uh okay so you guys keep making your way you go in and uh anti shenanigans <laughs> yes it's like probably eight or so in the morning eight or nine uh, the sign on the door says that they don't open till 11. Um, 
but there's a small thing under it that says now serving breakfast. Okay. I'll I'll knock politely and it, and... <laughs> it, lo- it looks freshly painted. <laughs> uh the the 11's marked down and now says eight above it. Uh hi, <laughs> come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. I'll just kind of gently like, you know, hold the door, kind of hurt everybody in. <clears throat> hey. Good, 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 Bertrand. You're here. Excellent. Uh oh. Hi, a lot of friends. Oh. Told you I'd be by with friends, didn't I? You didn't tell me you were you knew Brent Brynar. Hey. And they kind of exchange pleasantries. Uh, Saley actually makes a small delivery of herbs while you guys are there. Oh, good. I was wondering when that... Actually, he, he looks over him and he pulls a bunch off of one of them, rubs it between his hands, and tosses it into a pot. It explodes upwards, and then the whole place smells delicious. Right. Good. We're done. All right, everybody sit, 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 go. All right. And there's a, there's a big table. You guys sit down. He brings this giant pot and just kind of sits it down on the table, slams a ladle down into it, flings the ladle upwards in the air, and uh, a kind of a stew just lands in all the bowls on the table very neatly. Um, wow. And he slams <laughs> it back down in and is halfway finished eating his before you realize what's happened. <laughs> Though I assume John's probably halfway finished as well because uh, John yep. eats very <laughs> We accidentally had a sort of Nathan's hot dog eating style contest in uh, Jenny's side quest (laughs) that I wasn't expecting, but was quite entertaining. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It was a tie and, and trellis will never admit to anything. Otherwise it was a tie. (laughs) I definitely did not lose. (laughs) Definitely a tie. Uh, So uh, he, he kind of dragged down kind of sizes the, the lot of you up. So uh, what's on the, it's on the adventuring docket for today, you you motley group. Well, at this point, we're just trying to make ourselves useful around town. Um, we've got some time to kill, and so I I believe uh, Shem over there was going to be uh, doing a set at the local inn. Um, saw what I was doing last night. Yeah, he looks at Shem. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know the uh, the the. The halfling that owns that place. I'll uh, I'll get in touch with her. Oh, good. A little she, pan uh, flute makes the night go out real well. You know it does, Boyle. I like that. Um, he looks over at Bastion. Hi. When you go into the cave, Bastion just kind of looks at him. And is like, well, hopefully in the next day or two. Ah, ha, ha. Good, 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 good. You're gonna bring some of it back to me too, right? And he looks at him. Uh, of course, of course. He looks at you, Bertrand. He looks at you. Hi, lad. When's the last time you saw a troll? Oh, probably about seventeen years ago or so. Out in uh, the western reaches, there were a couple of rock trolls out there. I was just a... but uh, we found out later that they were killing sheep and had to drive them off. Well, dust off the memory banks, boy. You're going to be seeing some more of them soon. All right. Bastion just kind of looks at him. I probably should have uh, mentioned that part of our trip for today. Uh, the cave where the cyanthin root grows um, might be troll home. Mm. Home, oh, home yeah. to several trolls. Well, it's good that we know now. Rowdy fellows. Um, yeah, it will... Uh, 
most interesting creatures. Most complicated creatures, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, of course, it'll be uh, absolutely fine. Saley looks at him, rolls her eyes. <laughs> Trolls. You sure been I don't having need to go? Hostile lately, or I mean, they're trolls. Um, aye, but they're not completely unreasonable in my experience. I <laughs> well, we'll see how they're feeling today. Um, lovely. <laughs> so uh, you guys finish up breakfast. Um, and Bastion looks at you. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're ready to go. Um, cave is only a couple. Probably like a day's journey from here. And um, if you need to get anything before uh, we encounter said trolls, now would be a good time. And uh, we can leave as soon as the four of you are ready. Bertrand uh, um, kind of reluctantly is like, oh, I know a couple of fire spells, but I don't like using them on anything that can talk. Well, then we talk to them first. Okay, actually, I think. <laughs> everybody make me either history, nature, survival or just generic intelligence check seven seven five <laughs> okay okay strong yeah only one book this time it was a it was a magazine did you article say, actually um did you yeah. say investigation uh survival history or nature yeah no no those are good <laughs> we believe in you 13 13 okay somehow um, i pulled that out you know, and Arno's from the brief newspaper clipping he read once. Um, it's very short. It's one of those little, like, the real thin articles in the magazine that's only, like, a third of one page. Um, it's called Troll Time. Um, <laughs> say, say it like Tool Time. Um, With the grunt and everything? Yes. Um, that was weird. Forgot about that completely until I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh you guys know uh shim knows from uh some past experience and are from some light reading at the doctor's office in the lobby um that uh trolls can regenerate and that you have to do something should you need to to prevent them from regenerating because they can be a problem otherwise what would a lot of you like to do is there any shopping you need to do um anything you want to take or leave from the harvest or anything along those lines i don't think john really needs anything finding a potion a uh alch not an alchemist a uh i guess maybe an alchemist um a potion supplier okay um potion seller potion seller uh yeah make me a a potionist? Po potionist. <laughs> well, that's it now. It wasn't before, but it is now. Um, I'm looking is that a new your, shirt? I'm looking for your Occupation potionator. Potionator. Um, <laughs> right. Come uh, with me if you want to heal. <laughs> Third door on the left. Dragnaw points you, uh, Ilad, uh, three or four doors down on your right. There's, uh, there's a nice lady who sells, uh, Wide variety of things. I'm sure she'll have what you're looking for. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Uh, there's a door. There's a sign on the door that just says vials. Oh. It's a very simple <laughs> town uh, with very simple directions and signs. Vials. <laughs> Stuff. The, the lumber says boards. <laughs> Here, it, 
it's sort of like the left and right Twix commercial. Instead of having stuff and things, there's a stuff and a things, and they're competing <laughs> against each other. Um, it's a, it's a different process. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> so I got to head in and just kind of do a slow poke around. Oh, uh, yes. What can I help you with? Out of curiosity, do you have anything? Um, I mean, a healing potion would be a great start. Okay, uh, sure. But also anything that would, I don't know. I'm going to go hang out with some trolls in a little bit, and I need to make sure I come back. Um, she she looks at you funny for a second. I'm sorry, did you say trolls? Yeah, see, I'm a, I'm a traveling musician in a, in a sure. sense. And so trolls? Yeah, I mean, you got to try out like the hardest audience, right? Sure. Yeah. Toughest yeah. critics. <laughs> I like your approach. Yeah, so I mean, you get the critics on your side, and okay, maybe okay. somebody else will like you. Um, Tough room. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have a thing, uh, and she so, kind of she pulls three vials off a shelf, uh, one healing potion, and two others. She's like, um, yeah, that, those will probably work. They're they're fifty gold each. In- like a, a healing and an unhealing. Sort of, uh, <laughs> uh, a healing potion, and these are alchemist fire. Alchemist fire. You kind of throw them and they splash and it, yeah and you said 50 each yes let's do it okay um excellent so uh do you do you actually want two alchemist fire or do you want just one uh, I'll, I'll take them both okay yeah yeah I'll, yeah uh she so pushes I'll... them across the table to you she puts them in a little bag and it's oh thank you you're tall oh. you know i have heard that huh. um where i come from i'm kind of short but uh i around here i guess i am a little taller than the yeah, average we, we have a lot of dwarves so yeah. Makes yeah. a difference. Okay, well, best of luck with your new od- audience. Te- test test room full of people. <laughs> it's going to be an adventure. I, it sounds like it. Be careful. <laughs> uh, and, and feel free to come back anytime you need other things. So you guys head out, and if uh, you are ready to go, uh, unless anyone needs to do shopping at stuff or things, not and. I'm um, just going to make sure that I use that ability that raises my armor class by one from okay. clericking. <laughs> sure. That, that seems like that may be relevant today. Uh, okay. That I like that. That sounds good. Um, as you guys get ready to leave, you see Bastion come up from the basement of the shop, and he has his little bird friend with him, but he uh, he takes the bird off of his shoulder, sets him on one of the plants on the shelf. I'll be back later. Uh, and now he's carrying two large battle axes. Hmm. Right. Well, if the four of you are ready, uh, we will leave now. Right. And uh, okay. you guys head out, and, and you walk for you know several hours. Make me perception checks. So you guys walk for several hours, and you get kind of into an area, and uh, you guys get to an interesting area. It's kind of like a path. Like a, I'm sorry. Uh, like a pass path. Like kind of in between two mountains. And Peter, you know you're not that far from the, um, the caves near the forge. It's kind of a, a barren area. Very hilly, very rocky, and you guys are play tour guide a little bit and kind of point out. Oh, if you just look right over that way, you'll see the forge. And <laughs> so you guys come around the corner, and you're like, and if you look that way, and then John walks smack into the side of uh, the large uh, tail of a skeleton creature. Um, oh. It used to be a creature, now it's a skeleton. John kind of trips over it. Um, you guys notice around you are several sort of unnecessarily picked clean creature skeletons large fish and by large i mean like two or three times the size of you guys large winged flying creatures that look like maybe they were small drakes at one point stuff like that 
and they're just kind of all over the place. Well, this looks inviting. Oh, look at the fish. Like, the nearest body of water that would support something like that is not here. <laughs> <laughs> Bastion looks at you. Uh, it would be a several days journey. You are correct. Um, so why is there a fish skeleton out here, especially that one? Trolls go That's where they need to to find food that will sustain their eating habits. Um, they are very particular. And... In that it has to be a significant quantity of food. I almost brought the skeleton with you. Yep, we're going to bring the skeleton with you. Okay. All it's right. Like, it was one square was longer like than I thought. I was just like carrying it by the tail, just sort of dragging it along. It's like a it's like a four year old dragging a really large like box. I see. I was picturing you know like some of the the tail bones were like burrs and they just caught on his cloak and it's just the whole thing. <laughs> John's very slowly dragging this like like three hundred pound skeleton along. <laughs> My Looks like it used to be, be some so kind of crocodile or something. <laughs> it's like the world's strongest man competition. Yeah. <laughs> Great it's like workout. When, it's like when they pull the airplanes with their teeth. <laughs> was, John's strength score is 11. That's, we're, that's why we're working on it. <laughs> 13 by the end of this That's session. right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's where you want to commit your fourth point, fourth level stat point bonus, that's up to you. <laughs> but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Uh, so you guys got to make your way through this kind of little space crevice between the the mountains, and you end up outside. I think I put those there too. Yes, of a large cave, kind of barren on the outside, and you can sort of loosely see inside, and it looks very dim. And a little like it, like there are some things glowing on the inside. What I realized I just inadvertently did was recreated the um, bear caves from Skyrim. <laughs> Except I put trolls inside them. Huh. Yeah, I didn't do that on purpose, but there you go. Uh, okay, uh, Bastion looks at you. Right, so, uh, if you will, stay behind me, and we will go in and see what kind of mood the fun creatures are in. And he kind of takes a, a forward position... And if you guys follow him, he starts walking in. Yep. Yep. Definitely will follow him. At the point you guys kind of walk in, there's a little bit of light. It looks like some kind of, maybe not like torch, but some kind of burning. Why not? I'll make another Skyrim reference. Um, so, you know, when you go into the wild and there's the giants and they have their big campfires? Yes. Uh, it's similar to that. Okay. Big sort of messy looking fire. And you can see by the firelight... Several glowing purple kind of kind of root plant ball things. I don't like that. They look kind of like large cacti, maybe a little bit, but they're purple. And they glow. And they glow. Uh, yes, uh, those are indeed what we have come for. You you do recognize them, Peter. Those are cyanthin root. They are large, oh. difficult to harvest, and often in caves like this. Bertrand will lean over and explain um, their usefulness as a forging reagent to uh, John. You also hear several growls. Uh, mm, uh, mm, dwarf. Hey. Mm. I very quietly on my pan flute start playing Scarborough Fair. <laughs> Just very calmly. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm sure you do. I probably, I'm sure I probably you heard it at some point. 
Yeah. Um, so you kind of, you guys are far enough in, you can kind of see broader. It's a pretty big cave. There's at least four or five uh, large cyanthin root bundles that you would be able to harvest. And also two large trolls. Okay. Uh, and they kind of come around a corner and peek around. One of them peeks around a rock. Ah, oh, dwarf. Ah, dwarf. Bertrand Greystone, nice to meet you. Ah, <clears throat> snack time. Dwarf. Mm. Dwarf, dwarf, In another option... Uh, Bertrand will kind of resignedly shrug his shield <laughs> into place. <laughs> it shines very brightly from the firelight. Oh. Shiny. Hey? Shiny dwarf. Uh. Uh, these are your traditional run-of-the-mill cave trolls. They're big and super friendly, I promise. Yeah. They just want to hang out and have lunch. I would like to create a phantasmal force. Uh-oh. Um, sure. This will end well. Uh, so in this 10-foot cube okay. right there, that one. Got I it. would like to make a bunch of fire. <laughs> a bunch of fake fire. Fake fire. Still still traditionally colored fire. Uh, yes, traditional fire. <laughs> um, like right there -ish, And it can right only be right one it can only be one creature. Only one of them. Um I would like to choose the troll on the left. That side. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, oh. more, more more like like right in here. Right there. So that it, I'm trying to bottleneck. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so this kind of and really only him and I guess you can see it, this kind of he Large. does have to make an intelligence saving throw. That'll go well. I don't think he's going to make it. <laughs> he, but he has to make an intelligence saving throw. Okay, let me figure out what the troll's intelligence score is. Hold on. The DC is 13. This is going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this troll is totally going to make this. I feel good about this. Uh, my, oh, wait, minus two. Okay. How'd I do? Woo! Good, seven. Perfect. That's a seven. Ah, oh, Bernie. Mm, fire. No. Oh. Fire for cooking. <laughs> no burn cave. Ugh. Okay. And the so other for one, looks one at him, minute. Ugh. What wrong? No fire. Oh, fire. Fire. He's very adamant about the, about the fire. You guys also don't see any fire. You just assume someone's doing something. John's, John's going to like turn to everybody and give them like a massive, like cheesy wink. Like fire. <laughs> 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 oh no, fire in cave. <laughs> right before they do they do anything, like I'm assuming we're going straight into combat. More or, or less, yeah. Shim is. Um so Shim's gonna in the in the middle of like a, one of the measures of Scarborough Fair switch over to uh Iron Man <laughs> and <laughs> and give and give uh uh Bertrand a Bardic inspiration. All right, uh, and Bertrand will um, cast Searing Smite on his hammer, which once again is like a visible fire. The uh, the speakers on the stealth jet start blaring music. And um, <laughs> sorry, I was rewatching scenes from Marvel movies last week. Um, okay, pan, pan flute version of Iron Maiden is amazing, by the way. Go ahead, and everyone, roll initiative for me. But your your one troll friend on the left is real distracted right now. Because definitely fire. Fire oh, bad. Four. 
20! There we go. I finally got an okay roll. Well, pretty dang good roll, actually. Uh, Oh, wait, zero. Okay, so uh, he... The four is going to be your uh, distracted friend. Cool. And uh, the 12 will be the other one. Okay, so, Jenny. Yeast. You first. Yeast. Me. You. Um, my movement is six squares. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so, Jenny, you move behind the big rock. For our listeners, they are in kind of a large cave with several, like, rock outcroppings, several of the giant plants they're looking for growing, and two fun troll friends that are totally very excited to see them. Uh, Okay, what John do? I don't know that John can do much. I can hurl a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature I can see within range. I can choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison, or thunder for orb damage. I make a ranged spell attack versus the target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 3d8 damage of the type I choose. I choose fire, and I'm going (laughs) to... (laughs) um oh dang it i might not be able to actually see the troll i need to because i'm behind a rock you can peek around the side i can peek around the side okay uh in in general can also be crimson in type if you want them to be that's right if you want them to not be for this that's fine yeah i'd rather they be fire for this um so i'm going to roll that ranged spell attack that's 16. That's enough. Okay. I, I further was aiming at the one I was already confused. I'm going to okay, gang up fine. on the guy on the yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Too much fire. And so that's uh, how much damage is that? That's 3d8 damage. Uh, we're fine. I'd say we're frosty, 21. but it's fire damage. Oh. So we're definitely not that's, frosty. Um, that's 21 because I rolled a 5 and uh, two eights. Everything's fine. <laughs> wow. Um, Everything is fine, I promise. William, your turn. And you do have enough room to kind of fly 10 or 15 feet off the ground inside the cave. It's not that short. If you want to fly right up and give one of them a hug, that would be great. (laughs) You definitely, Uh, I will definitely give you the range to do that. (laughs) Actually, you're really close. (laughs) Yeah, with my uh, armor class, I don't think I'm going to do that. It'll be fun. uh, My ice knife also has a range of 60 feet. It does. Uh, so I don't have to go too far. I'm going to just move right there in front of the invisible fire. Okay. And use ice knife. Okay. That does hit. Okay. They explode. Yeah. That's not going to be good. Looks like 1d10 damage. Okay. And each creature within five feet of it, which is not the other one, but wow. that's okay. Oh. Yeah, but hit or miss, it explodes. I don't know how that okay. works with a natural one, but... Uh, it, it, still, it still explodes, and then it must make a dexterity save or take 2d6 ice damage. Or cold damage, excuse me. Uh, and it will definitely totally make that dexterity save. Um, 19, <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay. It actually does make the dexterity save, and it seems very surprised by that. Um, <laughs> you're, you're doing the one on the right here. Yeah. yeah. He just kind of, ah, we're good. Everything's fine. Ah, oh. Well. Fine icicle. Ah. Not <laughs> yeah. good. Not good. First fire, now ice. I was hoping to I, throw him off. I don't know if trolls actually talk this much, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Peter, it is Bertrand's turn. Move up to here and stop 
flaming hammer at the ready. Uh-oh. Okay, so you're just going to hold your action in case one of them gets close. Yeah. Okay. And if he does, I will smack him with fire. Okay, so the troll that is not necessarily as convinced things are on fire will, uh, ah, uh, no, ah, uh, no, like tiny creature. Ooh, dwarf. <laughs> Bertrand will kind of hold the, the hammer up like, you know. He, he takes one look. Oh, oh, fire dwarf. Uh, oh, All right, well, dwarf. He got within range, uh, so yeah, yeah, he got within Go for it. Oh, yeah, no, that you're good. 18 definitely hits. Plus three, and then another d6 of fire damage. Okay. Hang on. Yep, that's a lot of fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Didn't hit him very hard, but that fire is real hot. <laughs> uh, he will reach out his arms to hug you. AC of 19. Nope. No, that's <laughs> that's a 12. Um, he forgets how short dwarves are and hugs straight <laughs> over your head. <laughs> ah! Oh, oh, dwarf. Mm. Um, <laughs> um, actually, he needs to make a constitution Uh-oh. save, too. That's not good. Nope, he's on fire. That's still just a 12, <laughs> and he's, he's on fire. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgaming. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org, or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Uh, William, say all the words. All the words. Perfect. Ginny, also words from you, please. Uh, um, I didn't have anything prepared. Uh, cooked macaroni, water, durum, wheat, semolina dressing water soybean and or canola oil sugar white vinegar frozen egg yolk modified cornstarch salt dried onions cucumber juice sodium benzoate powdered uh sour cream milk potassium sorbate xanthan gum mustard flour artificial flavor spices dried garlic calcium uh disodium edta uh celery water onions carrots red peppers white vinegar citric acid is this some kind of salad or ramen it's my favorite macaroni salad okay it sounds lovely it's not that great (laughs) I just like it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Peter, what you got for me? Your library card. Getting your library card is easy. Here's what you'll need. Photo ID, document with your address. Driver's license would cover both. A utility bill would suffice for proving your address. If you are under 18 years of age, a parent or legal guardian must be present when your card is being issued. You must be at least four years old to obtain your own library card. Library cards expire two years from the issue date and can be renewed if you wish to remain an active borrower. New cardholders must wait three months before they can request interlibrary loans or check out video games. You are responsible for all items checked out on your card. Items must be returned in the same condition as when they were checked out. Lost or damaged items require reimbursement worth the cost of the item plus a $5 processing fee. So in my mind, it was that, but it was like an airline um, hostess. Like a video or whatever, like where she's showing you how to use the seatbelt clip. But it was about library cards. It's more or less what happened in my head. I can give you the the the, the flight attendant voice if you really need it. Maybe it's like someone walked up to the counter at the library and then just suddenly like the lights dimmed and a spotlight came on, and then there's just like this soliloquy that follows. And I'm not really sure what happened, but I enjoyed it. It was very informational. 
was actually the brochure I got when I signed up for a library card at my local public library this past week. <laughs> and so. I would like to hear the airline uh, stewardess voice. Stewardess? Hostess? Um, I don't, I don't have the library card thing because we have no freaking rules at my library. <laughs> like, okay, that's, library. Not, that's not fair. We do have rules, but like, not related we don't really to have library many, cards. Not, well, we don't do cards. Oh. So, so that, that changes things. It's just all computer based. Um, yeah. We, we do accounts. Uh, I can, I can read the description of bubblegum shoe, which I have pulled up right now. Sure. The world is full of mysteries. It's up to your group of intrepid teen sleuths to solve them. In Bubblegum Shoe, players step up, step into the shoes of high schoolers solving mysteries in a modern American small town. Discover clues, solve problems, and throw down with enemies in this streamlined streamlined RPG based on the gumshoe system. It's like a really interesting Kickstarter video. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I support it. All right. I mean, they did Kickstart it, so... Touché. They did, they did do that. They would have made more money if Ginny had done the video. Probably. <laughs> who was the guy who just was who was kickstarting something that you guys had on the podcast like a month and a half ago? Greg Stolte. Um, yeah, yeah, him. Next time he does something. And difficult hey to guys, move. We we might want to pause for a second. Um, Larry? Larry the podcast train is on the way. Larry! Yeah. <laughs> the favorite train. I forget. Hey, there Larry. it is. Larry, the podcast Larry. train. Touch him and your wishes come true. <laughs> Larry. <laughs>